Praise the Lord on today, everybody. This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turn Up Ministries coming to you live on the podcast with a word on today entitled Conform to the Image of His Son. Conform to the Image of His Son. In Romans 8 and 28, uh, many people within the body of Christ, those that are still drinking milk as well as those who have gone on to eat the mature meat of the word or part of the meat of the word, are familiar with this verse. It is a very common verse of scripture that is shared and lightly tossed around to be applied to many situations inappropriately because it's misunderstood. There's a deeper, deeper meaning, and on today we want to touch on this briefly. The reason why Jesus Christ came and the reason why he died for mankind, the reason why faith is extended to us, his great mercies, his great grace, everything, the reason why we've been labeled or equipped to be more than conquerors and overcomers, It was not just to be carnal things and have carnal vocations and carnal positions, but it was that we may walk in that virtue and that glory that comes along with the kingdom of God, that we may be restored to the place of being actual physical kings and priests in our generation in this dispensation, that the glory of God may be spread throughout the earth, that the kingdom of God could be visibly seen and that those who are oppressed either by the systems of the world or even by uh, habits or circumstances that they may have been born or forced into, may know that there is true liberty in Christ Jesus. Because the Bible clearly says that if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed in the book of John in the 8th chapter. That if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And he's speaking completely free. Free to do what? To pursue your own will, your own desires, your own lustly flesh, those of the world? No. The will of God, the divine will of God, the divine purposes of God. In Romans 8 and 28 and 29, we'll look at those two verses, which clearly say, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them which are called according to his purpose. So God calls me into the ministry God calls me into a certain field, even a worldly field, for his purpose. Now, once I understand that, though I'm called into these fields, into this purpose, I'm still to submit to a divine transformation. I am not to be conformed to the world and the ways of the world, the attitudes of the world, the systems of the world. I'm not to do business as the world. I am saved, I am chosen, I am called for something divine, not natural. To them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew. He foreknew you before the foundations of the earth. Before any man or anything was created. God had already created every man or woman that would ever exist. In the spirit realm. And then would physically interject them into time. On time according to his divine plan. To be worked out. Until the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who had not yet even made his first appearance in the earth. This is the omnipotence of God. This is the the, uh, divine wisdom of God. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. God can do anything. And he does all things according to his plan. And according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknew he also did he did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Can I read that again? For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Meaning predetermine, prearrange, 
preordained, pre-structured, pre-established to be conformed to the image of his son. Now this confirmation would not be a confirmation that you're going to understand according to your K through PhD worldly education from other men. This conformity, this restructuring, this transformation, this renewing of the mind is going to all be a divine thing. So it's going to be so strange. It's going to be so uncomfortable. It's going to be so outside of the box, so outside of the norm that none, if any, will ever understand it, agree with it, or confirm it in your circles. But when you read the word of God, when you study to show yourself approved, when you get rooted and grounded in the word of God, when you meditate on the word of God day and night, when it begins to be honey in your mouth, when your soul begins to cry out hallelujah at the good news of Jesus Christ, God will illuminate the witnesses in the Bible whose lives testify to the fact that you too are chosen for such a divine task to walk a divine path that you have been selected out of your generation, out of your family, out of those in your intimate environment to be conformed to the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for a divine purpose. The Bible takes it further. It says that he may be the firstborn among many brethren. This is your testimony as well. You will be the firstborn among many brethren because your life will be an extension of the life of Jesus Christ and you too will be a forerunner like Jesus Christ to go into the harvest, to go ye into the world sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ advancing the divine ordinances of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ helping others who hear the word but they don't hear the rhema word, they've not met a living witness, one who submitted to the call that he may equip another to walk in the call. Because remember, every seed reproduces after its own kind. A carnal Christian cannot reproduce or impart into a spiritual one. I'm going to say that again. A carnal man or woman of God cannot impart into and empower a spiritual man or woman of God. Because one is of the flesh and one is of the spirit. One is longing after the things of the world, the traditions of the world, the the applause of the world, the toys of the world, while the other is seeking the provision, the acknowledgement, the acceptance, the power, the provision of heaven, of their heavenly father, because they've been selected for such a task. I pray that this word on today, it's a short word, but it was just a nugget of a word to spark something in you to desire more, to demand more, to seek more, to be open to more. Because in order to receive this life, the life that you have must go, and it must go completely, not partially. That's what Jesus did. He died. Hallelujah. He was crucified according to the plan, the power of God, the wisdom of God. He was shut up in a tomb three days. Hallelujah. To be alone with his heavenly father. Yes, he was. And then on the third day, he rose again. And he was never even really dead according to being what we would think dead. Yes, there was a cessation of all of his bodily functions and all of that. There's no doubt about it. But his spirit was still alive. He was still in fellowship with his heavenly father. He was still inhabiting the earth. Yes, he was. He was still watching over his disciples. He may not have been doing it in fleshly form, but he knew where they were and what they were doing at all times because Jesus Christ is the manifestation not only of God in heaven, he's also the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in the spirit form when he was Jesus Christ. He was Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost all in one in the presence of those who had an opportunity to see him with their visible eye in the name of Jesus. And that same God is doing the same thing and elevating like-minded people 
who will come into unity of the faith with him and become kingdom minded, not Christian minded, not culturally minded, hallelujah, not tradition minded, but spiritually minded. That the supernatural works of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may once again freely do what it is they do in the earth to turn that which is crooked back straight. Yes, and to make that which is upside down right side up and bring all those who've been ordained and who are hungry for this word back into the family. Welcome home in Jesus' name. Amen.